podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi buddy, Russ from Hornchurch. Just hey! Michael, just answer the question just for the rest of the month. Hope you're safe and well on YouTube channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made of any time you put new content on. As always, like thank I love your channel sponsors on Tuckett. We've got uh we've got another another music. We've got we've had quite a few musicians and singers and stuff like that. So we've got another one today. I'm looking forward to chatting to Michael because I've listened to many of his stuff on Facebook and stuff and his streams and things like that. And I thought, yeah, let's get Michael on. Let's get him on. How you doing, Mike? I'm very good. I'm glad to be on. I was just saying to you in our little, uh, our little backstage area. I'm a, I'm a long time admirer of your, of your channel and the work you do. And I was thrilled to get your message to come on. So uh, very excited about it. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, so it's good because obviously, you know, you done. I just thought it was. I think it's really interesting actually because obviously I've, I've been talking to a lot of musicians and singers recently, and obviously actors and performers, and obviously everything that's gone on in the world has been a really, really shit time. Um, but I mean, like you, for example, you've done a lot of streaming haven't you sort of doing your things on streaming and stuff and had to diversify and i think that's just really really important but uh, how are you in general michael it, generally i'm all right like like you say we've all had to adapt in whatever we do i imagine i was thinking about this earlier i imagine you starting this channel was your way of adapting yeah. from, from not having you know the every every week thing that you do and, and work at a stadium as much so yeah. same issue uh, i've not had my youtube channel for long i mean for people that don't know me i'm, I'm a singer Predominantly, I sing soul, Motown, reggae, R&B. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to live here in the Canary Islands in Tenerife. So usually, I'm singing in soul and Motown venues and bars and, you know, mm. doing shows. Um, March the 14th last year, Tenerife hit full lockdown. Uh, and I haven't worked properly since then. So mm. with a family, I have a family of six. I have four children, uh, myself and my wife. I had to do something. So I've tried sort of making CDs and stuff for my follow. I have a decent following, so my following can buy CDs. And then yeah, people are yeah, asking yeah. me, we're missing the show, we're missing our holiday. Um, can you do some shows online? Um, started doing shows on Facebook, uh, like live streams, and then had problems with copyright strikes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just followed your lead, created a YouTube channel, and I've just, every Saturday night, I'll do a, do a live show, take people's requests. And recently, fly. And recently, I've uh, I've started trying to do some some vlogs, you know, in and around what's happening with Tenerife, the the rules and regulations, mm -hmm. what you need to come over. So, yeah, generally, I'm quite good. Um, not a load of work around because there's barely any tourists still yeah, at the yeah. moment. There's hardly anybody here. But uh, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm still here, and the hammers are doing well. So that's, all good. that's it that's it that's one thing you don't have to worry about is west ham at the moment which is <laughs> nice but isn't it, isn't it uh isn't it wednesday isn't it wednesday the the Belair, uh, is is the canaries part of the the new no no so the, oh, it's the, Balearic, sorry, it's Balearic, the, yeah. yeah so the Balearics are ib phone countries yeah. like that we're the canaries we were yeah. trying to trying to lobby to have uh, an independent decision away from mainland spain because mm. the figures in mainland spain are not great no. the canaries are a little bit better but uh, I mean, we won't get into the politics because you know no, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to do all that. But but apparently the cases are rising here with no tourism and stuff. So it's kind of put it's kind of put the uh, the brakes on that. For the the bush and that, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's one of, and I can imagine one of these things, particularly for yourself. I mean, you know, there's there's probably people who go to Tenerife every year 
and oh. you know them by name and yeah. it's joan it's joan from Hornchurch, or it's bob from basildon i know probably... joan from Hornchurch. Well, we all know Joe Fortress, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's almost like it's, it must be like real sad because obviously you probably get every summer you get, you go and see them and they come over. Oh yeah. It's over like a week. They're always well, in the bar and they're always, always yeah. chatting. It must be like a real, it's just a real sort of like, it's same as West Ham well, really. You know, you've got to think, you know, to, you know, to give it, it a West Ham perspective, people have been going to the season, you've seen the goals for 50 years, you know, and they haven't gone for 18 months. It is a lot like West Ham in the sense that you know the same old faces, yeah. you recognise them, and people that maybe you've sat behind or whatever for years, like at West Ham, you sort of become a family. And the mm. good thing about Tenerife is it's not seasonal because we have 12 years, uh, 12, yeah. 12 months of sunshine a year. Uh, it's not just the summer people come for. So there's people, regulars, they come five times a year, some of them. Um, mm. So you get to know names and faces. I get to learn what songs they like, and I do their requests. Oh, this one's for Joan or whatever. She likes yeah. Marvin, Marvin Gaye, and I sing that for her. So actually, I, I, I feel a lot like I've, I've lost out on seeing a lot of friends because these yes. people become friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I was talking to I was talking to Mark, who's, who does all the stuff at Potter's, and it's the same thing for him. You know, he had to do the same thing because obviously it's not just the fact that they're not over there. It's that interaction you miss as well, that one-to-one interaction. So he had to go and do all his stuff online to just try and get some, you know, some sort of connection back with the with his, his friends. Really, not a fan base, but more his friends. I mean, they become it. friends. It's a really strange thing doing live shows on a mobile. So I'm mm. on a mobile phone streaming it, singing. At the end of the song, you pause. There's no applause. <laughs> you know, you, and, the, and the big thing about my job is you feed off the crowd. So yeah. it's, not, it's not just singing. You'll have a little bit of banter, do a bit of comedy, read the room, talk to people, yeah. take requests, I, I feed off the vibe. A bit like your job as a DJ, song selections, everything. Yeah, so yeah. you can only choose really what songs are cohesive and working. Once you get people up dancing, of course, dancing's illegal now over here. So <laughs> once you get people up dancing, you've got to try and pick the right song and keep them. Without yeah. that interaction in front of you live, it is just a case of going by your instincts because there's, there's nobody to feed off of. You know, mm. it's just a just a screen. Well, it's you know, there's a lot of parallels with with with, with football at the moment. Same, it was until recently, you know, in the same way they had no they had no sort of you know feedback in terms of they had to go out and play without a crowd, and it's the same thing. They score a goal, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. it, it still makes me laugh. Because they run to the, some of them still run to the crowd. They run to yeah, the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's nobody there. And then you've got to wait for the trains. Then you have to wait for VAR anyway. Now, so it's like yeah. you can't even celebrate. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think. Well, we'll see what happens now, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I think something there. I mean, obviously, we've got another three weeks. Three weeks, yeah, about three weeks left of apparent until until everything goes back to normal, whatever that may be. We'll, we'll see <laughs> that what happens. We'll see. We'll stay away from that. <laughs> Russ, yeah. Russ, you're probably best place to answer uh, about this whole. I'm not turning this round interviewing you. No, but you're, best place, do it. You're, you're best place to answer on this whole topic about how West Ham have fared without a crowd. Yeah. I mean, some, sometimes you're one of maybe what 100 people in the whole stadium. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the atmosphere is different. But where, yes. do you, where do you stand on, on that with the players? Does it I take think, the pressure off of them? I think it did at the beginning. Hmm. I think if you think about it, I mean, if, if, if at the end, it's ridiculous to think of that now. But if we go back right to the beginning of the season, um, you know, to be honest, two games left we stayed up with, mm. with spare. You know, it yeah. was it, and it wasn't and over the summer. It was always, oh, we need this player. We need it. 
didn't really buy anyone really. No. And obviously, just before we, we sold Grady, didn't we? And then yeah, yeah, uh, oh, that Mark, was uproars, uproars. Yeah, it? there was uproar, and, and yeah. Mark came out and spoke, and you know, and then obviously we had that Newcastle game. We were absolutely awful. So you're thinking with a crowd that could have got on their back, you know, it's a relative. I mean, you know, to be honest, the guys they brought in, you know, it's some great guys, but then there's not loads of experience. I'd say in that team at that time. So it would have made a difference. I think definitely they would get on their backs. And then obviously the, the Arsenal game away, same thing happened. We didn't pick up points, played better, but then, so I think at the beginning, it definitely helped us get into the season a little bit. Maybe in, time... that, in that dog fight, in that dog yeah. fight scenario, they're not, they don't have so much pressure carrying that on them. Because exactly. you know, if we, you know, it's like if we start bad, a few stray passes, mm. you know what I mean. Go yeah, a goal down, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think also, I think the, the the flip side is, if we had the crowd, I think we'd be in the Champions League. Yeah, because yeah, there's certain games there, Arsenal at home, we'd never would have joined that game. We the Newcastle have, game, Newcastle game. I think we would have gone on. I think the Arsenal game we would have gone on to win four one five one convincingly. We were we were yeah. unbelievable that game. Yeah. Um, and and I think, you know, that on top of the great team spirit that David's brought along, because, I mean, you know, as you said, you said, you know, I, for, you know, for you, I mean, it's great to you know, get you on because it's, it's like parallels in, in some ways. You know, if you're if you're doing a live stream, you've got to be up for it. You know, you know, yeah. you know, the crowd isn't going to be there. So yeah, you've got yeah. to feed off. You've got to, you've got to give that extra 10 percent for that. fact. Now, the fact is, there's no crowd. I mean, no crowd all season apart from one game or two games, really. Um at home so they've had to be up for it they've, from the start you know there's no crowd to get that extra 10 15 so they've had to yeah, have yeah. that team spirit um and, and so he's done, a, he's done a cracking job with that hasn't oh. he Moisey? i mean i've been like you're right it does parallel i've been lucky enough to perform over the world i perform mm. usually in the real world I, I usually perform at hyde park for you know winter wonderland yeah. and you, you might be singing to 10 15 000 people that gives you such a lift and such a buzz yeah. so to compare that to nobody no response no atmosphere no mm. vibe no alcohol you know what i mean sometimes you could you know sometimes if you're out in a club or whatever you might have a little drink and then go yeah. on and you sort of ride the wave of the vibe yeah, yeah, yeah you have to do that in an empty stadium football stadium music venue you have to you have to be you have to be self-motivating don't you mm. yes and, and definitely. I, I think Moyes has done a good job at lifting everybody you know what i mean yeah i mean he's lifted the whole club let's be yeah. honest you know that yeah. now now we go back in in august hopefully full capacity or, or i don't know what they're doing but you know it should be um we've got to think everyone's gagging to go back mm. now before the end of the before lockdown that wasn't the case let's be honest it no, wasn't no. the case you know the team wasn't playing well yeah, there was a lot of angst around everything at the moment you know we've gone back and everyone's now you know, got a team they're proud to see and 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 want to see and want to cheer and, and want to go back. And so, yeah. yeah, of course, what's happening in the world is awful. But I think for West Ham, I thought it's, I think if anything, it's brought the fan base back together. I really do. It's been very diverse mm. for the last ten or eleven years, yeah. if not longer. But certainly, certainly with the board we've got, yeah, it's, there's, there's been a divide. Uh, I definitely think the last season, a lot of people that wasn't enamoured with the stadium, and I'm not not particularly a fan of the stadium because again I'm of that generation I'm a bowling yeah. boy yeah grew, grew up with that but um certainly I think absence makes the heart grow fonder yes and definitely people that weren't enjoying the experience the match day experience are chomping at the bit to get back there now yeah I yeah. still hear from lots of people that they don't want to go when we're 50% capacity or under mm. sort of very strict rules and yeah. restrictions some people just want to go back to the football well, they know yeah. I'm not really sure if we're ever going to get to a point where it's back to football as it was. 
But if we mm-hmm. could get back to just cheering our team on and all being together, if we could just come mm-hmm. together as one, look, this is the thing. I support West Ham. I don't know if we're going to get into this later on. We, I support West Ham because it's a family club. I'm from, I'm from the mm-hmm. area um, and it's West Ham United. I don't mean to be corny. The, the thing for me that I love about the club more than anything else is the first day I walked into to the bowling ground, I felt like something. I felt like I was accepted yeah. in the family. I was five years old. They lifted me up. I couldn't see. Fellas lifted me up on their shoulders so I could see. Everyone was cheering. Everyone singing the songs together. It was just incredible. And it's mm-hmm. the unity of our... I mean, sorry, I'm getting on a rant now, but it's the unity no. of our club that I love. That's what I love. Yeah. And when we've gone through this, this division, it makes me very sad. I don't know if it's, if it's because social media wasn't, wasn't around then. Mm. Twitter sometimes can be a very toxic place and everybody's at each other's yep. throats. If we can get back to these days where we're a family club, we go not for winning, not for winning trophies, not even for the football sometimes, just for the mm. sense of community mm. and belonging and all being Hammers, Irons, West Ham together. If we can get back to those days, no matter what's going on in the world, it will make my world feel a little bit better, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I t- I totally agree. And to be honest, I think that's I think that's what people have missed. You know, you can watch every game. I mean, probably watch it. You've probably watched every game home in Tenerife for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But in yeah. the EK, you've watched every every Premier League game, and that's great. You know, the fact is, a lot of people probably got a better view watching it on telly than they have. A, yeah, yeah. They don't have. Yeah. You know, there's no risks involved. I don't think it's about that. I think what it is, it is about the sense of, you know, we're not lose. We're always on the booze. We haven't, we don't, you know, we're not, we're not a team. We're not a fan base who thinks we're going to be top four, you no. know, whatever. That's not, we, you know, as long as we are, for me, as long as we're, you know, safe by like February, I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. we know our place. We know our place. We do. But it's well, about the community. Um, yeah. and, and you're totally right. I mean, I was fortunate enough on, on Saturday to go to a, to go to a night with, uh, with with uh, with Macca, TC and, and Waldy, and it's the first one that, that I've been to since well f- for a long 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 time really, uh, even before um, even before the, the the pandemic and just see, it's just nice just seeing people it's just yeah. nice seeing like you know like hearing the same old stories we've heard for the last twenty five years but it doesn't matter everyone was like it was it's such a nice atmosphere and it's like getting that back i mean even we had ten thousand there at the last game of the season they made a fucking racket yeah they really did because from having no sound to having ten thousand, it's just like and you see in, in hungary in the euros you know yeah. they've got full capacities um so you're around your been... own you're around your own at the end of the yeah. day yeah I mean, even now in Tenerife, there's lots of expats, English yeah. and, and various other nations. Not many Londoners, and and not that I have any problem with anyone. It's lots of Northerners, lots of Scots, yeah. and I have no problem with anybody. But it's nice sometimes when you get other Londoners come over, and you're mm. all talking about how you miss pie and mash, and yeah. you know what I mean. And and it's yeah. just something about your own, something about being around that that vibe, that family. That yeah. I just, I just, I just really miss. You know, I listen to all the many of the West Ham podcasts and your channel and Gio and Gonzo over there and more than just a podcast and the West Ham way, just hearing those London accents because I don't mm. hear them every day here. I'm either speaking Spanish or I'm mm. talking to, to Northerners and uh, I just I just miss being around that London yeah. vibe. You no, know? I get that. Yeah, I get that totally. I, I spoke... It's, it's one of those, as you said, it's it's shared interest, isn't it? So it is about, yeah. and it's like, think you know, if you spoke about a particular road, look like that down Barking Road or whatever, mm. you know, people will look at you unless they've been there. Unless they were about what the hell are you on about? You know, yeah. oh, we're talking about yeah, Nathan's on on, on Barking Road. Yeah, what, yeah. What? You know what yeah. I mean? So, and it is true, and it is true, and I think 
it's it, and that's since I've been doing this channel, I felt a lot more connected with the facts. I never really sort of associate myself much with the fan base, to be honest, so but uh, but it really has. And the fact is, I've got a lot of people now that I call friends now who mm. we've and and to be honest, I haven't met off any of them really. Mm. I, <laughs> I haven't met uh, Callington Len turned up for a cup of tea on Friday. That's the first oh, time really? I met him ever. You know what I mean? Well, actually, it's second time, sorry, Len. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's it, it's and it's just lovely to have this sense of community. And you know, you've seen as well on Facebook and stuff when people have been sort of had, had you know everyone's lost people or had really really struggling times. The West Ham lot just all pulled together, um, yeah. and and that's that's lovely to see. It's lovely. That's why we're a special club. We are a that's special the, club. That's the London I remember growing up as well. Mm. You know, I was born in um, born in Forest Gate, lived in yeah. Custom House, Cannon Town for most of most of my life until my sort of mid-teens. My mum and dad bought a business in Romford, uh, so I, they still used to drive from East London, drop me off at school in Romford, um, and then go to work. And then eventually we moved to Hornchurch. That's why I was saying to you earlier on, I lived down Rockingham Avenue off of Osborne Road. That's where I live. I didn't really? Osborne Road. I didn't Osborne really? Road. Yeah. So, yeah, Rockingham Avenue yeah. he was. Oswald. We used to go and play really? football. I scored some goals over Highlands Park. Oh, but yeah. Oh, but, it's, it's, but, but, Mike, he's pissing it down today. You know, Is that's going to be asking me a swimming pool today. Yeah. Doesn't look like it out of my window. It looks 28 no. degrees. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm a Londoner. I just remember that, that that's what I grew up with that sense of community. Mm. Everybody pulls together. You help people out. If there's an old girl down your road, you go and check that she's got enough. and mm. I don't know if it's the UK in general that's gone because obviously I, I emigrated uh, to Tenerife, but I don't know if that exists in the world anymore. Does it? I think, I think, I think to be honest, I think what's happened in the last 15 months is a lot more of it than I remember. Yeah, definitely a lot more than I remember. Cause also I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you've seen a lot more. I've seen around, like even around Oswald Road, you've seen a lot of people checking it. We've got old, an old couple next door to us, so we always check on them and, and vice versa. And, and, you know, I think that people are being a lot more, particularly because obviously we had that big period where there was no bugger around. Mm. And then we were allowed sort of out a little bit. And you, you were like seeing other people and you were having conversations and like, but also you're thinking about stuff. You're trying to, you know, like my, my daughter and my wife have had two birthdays now in, in lockdown, so to speak. Mm. You try and do stuff. You, you think a bit more creatively. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you can't go and, and you know, book a book a restaurant. Um, so you got to think, okay, well, I've got to do this. And, you know, I remember my, first, my wife's first one, McDonald's went open. She was craving like a, a sausage egg with muffins. So I learned how to do it on YouTube. But, you know, yeah, yeah. She like, see, I think you try a lot more. To, and so we'll see. I hope, I hope that uh, definitely, I think the world's going to come out a, a cleaner place. That's for sure. Yeah. I've never been so clean in my life. <laughs> you no, well, you, well, you're lucky. There's you eating sausage with muffins. My wife has had me going out today buying paint. She wants us to decorate the whole house where everything's closed over here. So I've got a load, I've got a load of decorating to do and a list of jobs. So yeah, oh, I'd, ra- bad, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather have the muffins, if you don't mind. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather spend the time. Yeah, me too. Me too, Michael. Maybe actually a bit more paint he would have met probably helped out, to be honest. The lockdown body wasn't what I've hoped uh, it to be, let's be honest. Um, no. but, but I did get my two jabs early. So there we go. Right. There you go. There we go. At Home Church Library. There we go. Oh, is that where you went? They converted it all out. They took out all the books and made it into like a 12-unit product. Wow. Place. I'm sure I saw you put a picture up the other day of Langton's Park. Was you walking the dog? Quite possibly. Or... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We go, yeah we go to Langton, so I'd walk the dog around there. But yeah, the, the, the Macca night was at uh, the Conservative Club. Which oh, really? 
Wow. They've, all, they've redone during lockdown. They did a they did a Michael and uh, and have repainted it all. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so so obviously he said obviously, you know, he said from the age of five, you know, you we, we've done the whole why you come West Ham anyway, so it's brilliant. Save me ask the question. Um so and obviously once once you're in you you're hooked, aren't you? Once you get oh, that yeah. first game in. Yeah, yeah, no turning back. No turning I mean, back is there. Like, like a lot of people say on here, I had no choice anyway. As soon as I was yeah. born, my, my granddad is a West Ham fan. He, he passed away, sadly, three years ago. But for a, a long period of his life, he didn't miss a game. Absolutely, Listen to this. Mm. It, on his wedding day, right, he went and got married. Him and his brother, Jimmy, went over, watched the game, and he met his wife, my nan, back love at the reception it. afterwards. Love You've got to love that, haven't you? So from the minute I was born, I was already born into West Ham, you know, East End family. We're all the same. My dad's not crazy about football, so he's more boxing. But my Mm. granddad used to take me over the park and we used to play football whenever I play for teams. Soon as I could get in a baby grow, I was in a West Ham baby grow. Mm. So it's just always been ingrained in me. And like you say, from the first time, my earliest memory was going at five. I don't even remember who we saw. The next memory would have been going to the club shop, which you'll remember was just inside the gates, like yeah. a little wooden hut, you know, like your science yeah, block at school. Yeah, cabin, yeah, with, yeah. cabin with, with all, the, all the shirts. I went to go and buy, the, he was going to buy me my first shirt. It was the Avco one, you know, the Avco, yeah. Nice. And, yeah, and that, it was yeah. all, all folded up, the smell of it in those wooden shelves. And that, that was the first memory, really, of going to do that. And uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know if you were going to ask me about my first game I remember. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry to interrupt the episode, but I'd just like to say that today's episode is actually sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. So thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the episode. You'll see here, um, they've sent me some stuff to show you as well. So your balls will thank you. All fantastically designed and packaged. I I love it. I love a bit of packaging. Um, But the whole idea of Manscaped is to make sure that down there is all trimmed up as well as up here. That's all. Simple concept. But it, here's the main thing. It comes with, uh, here is the main boy, the Lawnmower 3.0. There we go. With a little light I've just noticed as well, so you can do Morse code in between. So, so <laughs> not SOS, but to make sure you know, where, you know, you can see what you're doing, particularly if it's, you know, in, in the shower or whatnot as well. Um, it's all skin-safe technology, so the idea is, oh, look, look at that. Oh, smooth in the baby's bottom, my arm, back of my hand is. So it means you don't nick the old... Uh, Comes with a free guard as well. You can get interchangeable blades as well to make sure that um, it's all nice and hygienic, um, which is good. Where else we got here? I mean, look, it's probably yeah. And um, we've got some ball toner, uh, crop reviver uh, for an anytime pick me up. Spritz your goods once or twice, always twice, always twice, always double dip, um, and let air dry. So I make sure I lock the back door for that. Look, not the back door, the the, the bathroom door. <laughs> Look at the bathroom door and let the old boys let the old boys dry. More berries than twig. Oh, I suppose the twig has to dry as well, but it's mainly the berries. Um, what else we got here? We've got ball deodorant, crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. Uh, yeah, give that one a go as well. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to this. Um, what else we got? It comes with free gifts as well. So we've got here a pair of boxer shorts, uh, anti-chafing boxing shorts, um, and anti uh, and sweat. Sweat wicking fibers prevent age chafing and swamp crotch. We all we all love us. We all don't like swamp crotch, do we? Um, so that's good. Uh, it comes with a free bag as well to put it all in, all leather. 
proper stuff that is um and it comes with these mats as well which are basically basically newspaper type mats made of old school like newspaper um paper so the idea is you put this in the floor when you do the whole um when you do the old the, the old uh what's it called shaving that's the one and uh, then you can scrunch them up um not the balls i mean i meant the newspaper put it in the bin so that's all good anyway if you want to get involved description uh all the information is in the description below in the video description um hit, hit the link um because you're part of the west of the my hammers 11 community you get 20 percent off by putting the, the promo code in the description plus free shipping that ain't bad is it anyway get involved and back to the video cheers guys bye-bye game i remember what's your first game you remember michael I thought, i'm glad you've asked ross i'm glad you've asked <laughs> It, it, it would have been, I think, I think it would have been around eighty nine. What was it? The season we were in the the the, the second tier of football, so it would have been the Division Two. Billy mm. Bonds was manager, I think, and I'm sure it was Leicester, West Ham, Leicester. We beat them three one with goals from Leroy. Uh, I'm sure Keane got the rebound and a penalty, and Trevor Morley. Oh, and and Stuart Slater just went on this run down the whole pitch from pretty much his own goal line. And nearly scored, and I just, you know, that's the first game I proper remember the result, remember yeah. the goal scorers, yeah. you know. But we're going back to about eighty nine, ninety season, I think it must have been. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, when you sit there and you think about it, and you sort of blink, and it, you know, even eighty nine, ninety, we're in twenty twenty one now, Mate. and you, and it's just like what, what? Mate, you nah. remember, but you, but you remember that game like it was yesterday. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I remember, you know, you remember the smell of it all. I remember walking back down towards the station where, where my granddad parked down, down a side road. Don't mm. remember what it won exactly, but it, it, we walked back down and just walking as I heard, walking with a crowd, the smell of the onions, the program sellers, everybody, because we'd won, everybody singing songs as we walked down, down yeah. Green Street. There was just something magical about it. And I remember just... So I've said it before. I know it sounds so corny, so I apologize. I just remember feeling part of something special. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. I get it totally. But as you said, it's it's more the it's more the sort of the the sensory side of it, isn't it? As you said, it's about this. It's like that smell of of cooked onions. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's that's that just smell takes me back. Yeah, just to, just to West. That it's really funny. Or, you could, or the. You, sorry, you could be anywhere now. You could be anywhere now and smell that, and it takes you back to there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I was in a market a couple of years ago. It was like a, a decky market, in, which is in Tenerife, like not a Londoner in sight, but there was a, a hot dog, a burger stall. And I smelled yeah. the onions and was like, I felt like, felt like home. You know what I mean? It just crazy. Isn't it? Just the whole thing takes you back. And, and it's to think now that that was, I was maybe eight, eight or nine years old. I'm now 41 with four kids of my own mm. who have unfortunately never been to a game. So, yeah. Or, for, or fortunately, yeah, that goes. Yeah, it depends, okay. how, <laughs> depends how you look at it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's, 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 it's funny when you just look at it like you think, like, Jesus, you know, how long, how, you know, how quickly, you know, life, life moves on, isn't it? It's just mental. It's just like, oh, uh, but as you said, it's like things just take you back. It's like it, it's, it's a smell or it's, or it's a, it's a voice or, and it's just the thing, that's the whole thing about West Ham. I think that's one thing that people have missed is all that just sensory stuff. Whether it is the popcorn smell now, you know, or or whatever, or it's that cut grass. That's that's what it is for me, it's the cut grass. Particularly yeah, so, if I've got AstroTurf, I ain't got cut grass anymore now. <laughs> so there's more parallels there because that I feel that music does that as well. Yes. Music has that sensory thing where a song could take you back, re-evoke yeah. emotions. And that, again, that's that's another part of our job. My my job mm. as a singer to to hit the right to hit the right notes. I don't mean 
vocally. I mean, but to, to hit the right emotive notes to make yeah. people feel a certain way. And you as a DJ would understand that as well. You play songs that evoke emotion, bring back memories. You can mm. remember your first love, your first heartbreak, your first game, your first mm. day of school. You know, music has the power to do that. And, and, and there's lots of parallels with football and with music because those mm. are the memories that are really deeply ingrained. Yeah, no, I totally get that. You're totally right. You're totally right. And it's, it's, I think it's one of those things as well. I mean, particularly with music, they say, they say that music, you know, you, you tend to sort of, you tend to enjoy the, or still enjoy the music that you enjoyed when you was a teenager because it was yeah, like yeah. 15, 16. And I think it's the same with football as well. You know, yeah. I think you know your your formative years as a teen, as a you know moving into adulthood, that sort of seventeen, eight, six, fifteen to seventeen age group. That's that's that, those are the football players. I I get bang right. I get all gooey right. about. You know what I mean? You're you're like, about my age, Ross. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm forty one. You're around my age, so 40-ish, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that your your favourite era was the Redknapp era with yes. the cameo. And yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's that's our sort of era. I mean, I've watched lots of these videos. And older people, it's very much like the boys of '86 sort of era. Mm. Lots of dev, lots of era, lots of Devonshire, and that you know Bond, yep. and that's their sort of informative years. Whereas ours are sort of Redknapp era. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally, yeah, totally. And I think you know, uh, and that's that's why when we, when we do the 11s, I try to say, okay, you keep it to plays you've been alive to see play, because otherwise, you, know, you and me, for example, we never really saw Trevor Brooking play. We no, never saw Bond. Billy Bonds play. No, yeah, or, yeah people like that so you know it's not fair for us to put them in because we only know them by the stories that your granddad would have told you about exactly, how great yeah. Been, yeah so so that's that's why i think that's really and that's why i like talking to people of various different because i like i love talking to the, the 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 more experienced fans because you're right they have a lot more well, they have a lot more a lot more suffering on their hands but yeah. you know they, they they saw bobby moore play or they saw these guys play and so so i'm sort of like learning it's almost like sort of learning on the go. So it's really, really sweet. I love chatting to them. But you're right. Yeah, the Red Nap era was my most fun era. That was fun. Be, it was it was fun. Football was fun then. Yeah, to be fair, they've they've had more suffering, but they've also seen some success. They've Whereas won I, something. Yeah. I was I was born two and a half weeks after. Yeah. That's what I said. That's final. what I thought. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. You've got to be close. You have to be close. Yeah. Yeah. So they've actually seen something. Yeah. That's probably why we like the Red Nap era, because they won the Instator Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's something. So as you, as you know, I've, I've watched quite a lot of your shows. And, and as I told you earlier on, as much as I love Parks, Dicks, you know, all these, all these, Decanio, I've tried to do something a little bit different today. We have, Y11. we have, we have, and, uh, we have those like, a bit different. Yeah, I wanted to stay away. And, and as much as I love it, if I was to give you my, my all-time 11, it would be very similar to other people's. It would be, you know, yeah. Dicks, it would be Rio, it, it would be Ludo probably in goal, it would be Decanio, it would be Trevor Sinclair. But... Yeah. I've tried to stay away from that just to try and mix it up for some content for you, if that's yeah, all right. No, I like it. I like it. So you got to introduce the concept we're going with today, Michael. Then. Well, the concept I went with, I had a little thing about you. You said to me, could you maybe think about a musical theme, maybe people you'd like to duet with? But I've heard a lot of these lads sing drunken <laughs> karaoke and uh, I don't know if I fancy that. And then I thought, <laughs> I wonder if any of them have got any nice wives or girlfriends that would duet with me. But uh, my wife saw me writing that one down. So I've gone for something a little bit different. I had this concept. I was going to go for one season wonders. Nice. So the criteria I've given myself, because I can, is anybody that played for less than two seasons. So it could be one and a bit seasons or somebody who made an impact for their first season. So I've got a lot of people that are, you know, under 30 games or under two seasons or a year and a half and things like that. So that's Mm -hmm. the criteria, really. They're one season wonders. Didn't stay any more 
they didn't stay any more than a season and a half. So two two seasons are my cutoff point. Like getting nice. to two seasons, sort I of like one it. and a half or I under. Like it. I like so that's it. what I've, right. that's what I've gone for. No, it's a good idea. I like this, Mark. It's a nice idea. Right, okay. So let's start between the sticks then, these one-season wonders. Well, between the sticks, I wanted a goalkeeper. I had a little bit. Now, I must say early on, I've got to give some credit because when I was going for this, I wrote about four players down and was stumped. And then I really couldn't think. So I spoke to a friend of ours and I've got to shout out Nigel Khan because oh. I thought, mate, I thought, who, who is a bloody encyclopedia? <laughs> On football. Nigel Khan. I shot shot him a text. I said, right, Nigel, this is my concept. He said, nice concept, that, mate. And then he fired about 30. No, actually, to be fair, the more we spoke, we were going backwards and forward. What about him? What about him? He was one season, wasn't he? And yeah, good Mm. shout. And he was shouting. So he gave me some options and we've made it up. So I've got a shout out, Nigel Khan. And his first shout was Lammer, Bernard Lammer, between the sticks. Came with us, the French goalkeeper. Came with us for a little while, just before the World Cup. Didn't play many games. And I still think he made the French squad, if I'm not mistaken. He did, he? yeah. I think he moved, he moved from PSG on loan. It was PSG, I think, he came on loan mm. to get into the French squad. Yeah, yeah. That was his and idea. He, he came and done the business. We didn't see much of him. I liked him. He was a solid keeper. Uh, laid back sort of character, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, what so, I, my, my thing about Bernard Lamar is, is he... I, I, I am adamant he never showered after a game i'm adamant he because literally, literally yeah because he stank no no, no. because <laughs> literally i'd come out we were and i was sitting at the time i'd have been sitting in the centenary upper mm-hmm. um yeah centenary upper would have been sat my granddad my brother and so by the time we'd come out and walking down green street to go but you know the the, the bowling way as if we go down barking road he was always in his car stuck in the middle of green street so he was out Always. before you. He was out before you. He was you, literally out. So literally, he's almost gone in, picked his boots, got in the car. And he, but but wait 10 minutes, Bernard. You know, have maybe, a cup of tea. Maybe that's, the crowd. maybe that's because he didn't play much, did he? He didn't make many appearances. Yeah. But that was the only goalkeeper I could think of that fit my no, criteria. I like, I like I mean? him. Yeah, I like Bernard Lamar. He's good. There we go. Um, right, okay. Bernard's are in. Who, uh, go on. Go for the team as you've got them down. One at a time, man. Right, okay. So we'll have a uh, right back. He's, uh, I think yeah. he's probably a fan's favourite. Young player. A lot of potential. I believe he only played around 16 games. But he certainly made an impact. Yeah. We He moved on to Chelsea when we got relegated. But I thought he was a cracking young player. And I've gone for Glenn Johnson. Yeah. Uh, right back. Lovely so, Glenn Johnson. I, I and he was... He was... He, he was one of those those that, that criteria of, of players we had around that time, wasn't it? Where it was like, oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. When's he off? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we 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 have one or two now, and obviously Deck that we're all we're all thinking that about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've hopefully got a little bit more out of Declan than we did yeah. Glenn Johnson. And we, we, yeah. we, we, it was always inevitable he was going to go. I'm not sure, and I don't know if I'm being unfair to the lad. I'm not sure ever hit the heights that we expected he could is that fair to say i think to be honest i think that's pro i think that's fair for for him i think it's fair for him and joe i think you know I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. they, they got even you know even someone like rio to be I know perfect yeah. you know if we're looking like you know from a complete you know up and below the only one who had at that crop who really made hit was 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 frank lampard yeah 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 because when only you know he came i mean johnson came in with this right back's going to be the best right back in you know he's going to be brilliant joe yeah. cole came in as the one of the best he's going to be one of the best players in the world yeah. he's going to be one of the best defenders in the world not saying they didn't have a great career but they never no. got into that echelon of player i think glenn is no. epitomized that 
Yeah, I don't think they ever found Joe Cole's position, did they? No. I, no. I always preferred him in the middle. When he played for England, we had this troublesome left side in England. They threw him out on the left and it didn't really work. And and, and then again, when he went to Chelsea, I know we're talking about Johnson, but he also went to Chelsea and I felt mm. like he was stifled, like Joe Cole was stifled. Yeah. They sort of coached the creative, young fearlessness out of them, didn't they? They sort of yeah. kept them both very regimented. And I understand you've, you've got to have a, know your role. You've got to play tactics. But I felt like Glenn Johnson was another one, like Joe Cole. He almost got the brilliance and the raw, you know, youth, youthful sort of the way you'd play mm. in the park. I felt like that was coached out of them both. But Glenn Johnson's my right back for the one season wonders. Yeah, we'll put Glenn in. Right, okay, go on. Let's go, let's go left back then. Uh, left back, see, first of all, I was thinking about Ilunga. I don't know if you remember Ilunga. He was Ilunga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's brilliant for the first season. I really liked him. Uh, and then the second season, he wasn't so good. And I wasn't sure on the cutoff point whether he played two full seasons. So I didn't go for Ilunga. Nigel said, I've got a better left back for you, David Unsworth. <laughs> David Unsworth. Yeah. But I, I always remember him playing on centre-back, but I believe that was the left of a back three. Yeah, I think it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it was. But he was a left back, so we've gone for David Unsworth at left back. Yeah, um, and but, and also and also with Unsworth, he had that famous thing in it where he sold him to Villa, and then his wife didn't want to go Villa, and then he came yeah. back and sold him to Everton. And that Everton then sold him to. Uh, I can't sorry, remember we, one way round, but she didn't want to know, and they just backed <laughs> to backed him straight to another club. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right, okay, let's get Unsworth, Unsworth in. Good old Dave. Uh, centre back. He's your first centre half. Uh, centre half. First centre half is a player that we had on loan, and I thought he was wonderful, and I. Never really could work out why we didn't get him on a permanent mm. other than other than the, the price inflated because of his performances. And that was Tittenham. I really oh, like yeah. I really like Anu Tittenham. So uh, I thought he was superb. He just had class on the ball. Um, just everything you want from a, from a centre half, really. And mm. uh, I thought he was great. Yeah, he was. He was. You're right. And that, uh, that was that. It was that game against Man United away. That was that was the game, wasn't it? And I think. Yeah, yeah you're right. I think uh, the team want his team wanted about seven million for him, and yeah. we didn't pay it. And it's like and then I think we went spent the money on. Ah, I can't remember who. Someone tell me, but it was ridiculous. Probably like Rigobert. Probably Rigobert. I think it was Rigobert Song, song and Titi yeah. Kamara. I think it was yeah, Rigobert yeah. Song and Titi Kamara. That, um, was the, that was out of the third of their money, wasn't it? Rigobert Song, yeah. Titi Kamara, yeah. and one more. Yeah, but yeah. Pretty, yeah, but it was something weird. But anyway, yeah, Tiernan, uh, Finnish international, fantastic, really solid yeah. player. Uh, right, okay, so he's in. Who's he going to partner him? We're going, we're going for Big Slav next to him. Believe oh, it or not. Big Slav. Not, big lots Slav. of people don't realise that Bilic was only with us for 16 months and he was another yeah. one, of course, who went and jumped ship and went to, uh, went to Everton because he wanted to win things. How'd that work out for you, Slav? Yeah, worked out well, didn't it? Bless him. Yeah. Bless him. But uh, I, I, I did admire him. I always liked him. As a centre half, he was, you know, he was, he was strong. He was, he, he was well organised. He was good in the air. So I thought that would have been a, that would have been a, a really good oh. long term partnership at the back, wouldn't it? Tihan and, oh, and, yeah. and and Slav and Bilic. So, so solid, I, so that's, solid. It's not a bad old defence. I don't. No, think and I, Slav was a great player. He was yeah. a great player. He really was. Yeah. And I think, I think he, uh, he was on his ones. I think someone asked in an interview when he, when he came as a back as a manager, of course, um, about him yeah. leaving for Everton. And I think it was sort of a, yeah. Sense of, that one. sense of regret. Yeah, there's a sense of regret there. And I, I think we would have loved him even more. I mean, there was always this divide when he was our manager. Lots of people loved him and he, oh, he, he's one mm. of us. He's one of our own. But then there was a, another section of people saying, but he left. He jumped ship because he thought the grass was greener. So there was always this divide again. But let's remember him for his playing days and let's remember how great he was for us. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right, midfield. Who's your first one? 
Uh, what side are we going for? Oh, so we've gone for a four, four, three, three. Four, three, haven't three, we? Yeah. Let's have yeah. a look at my little notes. Um, so I've gone for, uh, I've gone for a three across the middle. Uh, he, he wasn't, he was world class. He wasn't world class for us because he was kept out by Hayden Mullins and he just didn't settle very well. But if we're talking about people that made an in impact over one season, you've got to go for Mascarano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Mascarano exactly. just holding, just holding there. He certainly made an impact. We'll certainly always remember the whole Tevez and Mascarano oh. affair. And uh, talking about people under that criteria that were just fly by night and temporary, I think we've got to have him in there. What do you think? Yeah, considering what the career he went on to have as well. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? But yeah. hey, Hayden Mullins was a better player. That's what I'm saying. Hayden <laughs> Mullins. I can't believe Barcelona never came in for him. Exactly. Although, to be fair to Hayden, everyone who puts like like Zamora, that they all put him in their team. Yeah. Because he yeah, did yeah. A, lot, a lot of donkey work. And, and uh, yeah, but obviously, old Chocolate Pards fancied, uh, fancied him better than Javier. Um, <laughs> he, did, he, but... never fancied, he never fancied anyone more than he fancied himself, did he, Pards? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear do you know what though fair play do you know i always say it's about pards he was the he's the only manager i've had when i've worked at west ham who's given a shit about what we do i liked him i did because like, like, he wanted to control the club he wanted to make sure yeah, everything yeah. and so he'd ask me what music we were playing he would literally really? say what music you're playing today russ we'd go into his little crappy little manager's office in uh at upton park and we'd I'd say, oh, we'll probably do a bit of this, you know, it's, it's, you know we can't play this because, you know, you can't play Oasis because we're playing Man City. And he'd be like, okay, I've got an idea. Can you play some Frank? No. <laughs> He, he loved he loved Frank Sinatra. So much so, and I tell you the story. So much so, one game he'd he'd gone to see the Rat Pack live at Soho at the Soho Theatre, and he went backstage and he basically hired the D Martin impersonator that evening to come what? and sing at West Ham. And wow. he didn't and he didn't even know the words to bubbles. And he, oh, said, no. he, he was doing the D Martin version, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he can sing bubbles. Like, oh my goodness. Pro love him. Probably probably if that's not in the show, he don't know it. It's what a lot exactly. of people are like. A lot of people are like, yeah. I like yeah. Pards. Wasn't it Pards that gave Noble his debut as well? Uh yeah, I believe so. I believe it yeah, it would have been, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Would have yeah. been so different. We lots of lots of good memories. They played good football and and uh we nearly done it, didn't we? We nearly done well, there's, it. That, I mean, particularly when we went, because obviously he took over and we'd gone down and we just obviously, you know, and he he he, he did sort of do a little, sort of a little bit like Moyes, you know, he sort of brought the team back together. We'd disbanded, we'd all gone down and players had left and obviously yeah, Jermaine Defoe had signed up, put in these transfer requests and all that type of thing. And he went and said, no, I want to, I want, I want players, my players. And so he went and got the boys from, um, from Wimbledon Rio got, Coco you know, and got Rio Coco and yeah, Nolan yeah. and, and McEnough yeah. and he'd yeah, gone yeah. and he got guys that he want he got he got Hayden Mullins in he, he got these players in he'd, he he brought up Anton and he needed Elliot Ward and you know these types of players who you know he sort of that, that was a good time at West Ham that was and we got we got to the FA Cup final under under Pard so exactly we so nearly yeah. did it and parallels I mean, again you you just said there that he wanted to control every element of the club I think again. With Moyes, it's the first time yeah. really since Pardew that he's 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 gone to the mm. other two upstairs. Listen, let yeah, me yeah. control this. You you you, ta you you sit back and be a, a chairman. Mm. I'll be the manager. Let me coach. Let me look at the scouting network. I mean, you'll know better than better than I with being there. But I kind of feel like he's trying to get a grip on a few of the things that maybe were wayward and not so organised. Mm. And and, yeah. and Moyes is the first time since I guess Pardew that he's wanted to sort of make it his own. 
his own identity mm. and put a, a, a team in his own image with his own players. Yeah. So yeah, I like Pards and I like some of those boys from that era. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll put Mascherano in then. Mascherano. Who's next in that midfield? Well, it's funny. I wrote this down and the next day uh, I saw on Twitter that it's actually, I think, 15 years since, unfortunately, his untimely death. It's uh, a, a hell of a player and I liked him. Mark Vivian Foe. Yeah. So so yeah. Foe, Foe was was a cracking player for us. I feel like he could have gone on and got, got as he got a little bit older, he was very solid, good ball winner, you know, quite nice on the ball and uh, very strong. I felt like mm. he could have only he could have only got better and grown and grown as he went through his career. Uh, just a tragedy, really. I remember remember hearing the news that he just just dropped down and had a cardiac arrest, and I, I believe well, he swallowed. Particularly, it. obviously, with with what happened with Ericsson recently. Yeah, know, well, this is even more I mean? pertinent with things. I was yeah. just my, my wife knows nothing about football. She just knows I'm West Ham mad, and she was asking me, "Oh, who's your team then?" And you know, why, 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 why? She actually asked me, "Why, why are these people only around for a season or a season and a half?" And, and so I was explaining everybody, I was explaining about Mascarano and the situation. And, and I came to Foe and, and Foe and she said, that's that's so so pertinent with what's just happened with, she said, the Danish bloke. But I knew what, what she meant. That's what you mean, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so pertinent that it's actually a couple of days ago, the anniversary of that happening. Mm. Uh, and, and also with, with Ericsson. So without that influencing my decision, I'd gone for Foe. And then it, the yeah. stars seem to align. It's, it's very align. topical at the moment. And he so, was, and Ferry was like one of the the first, I'd say, sort of that sort of mould African sort of central defensive midfield, you know. Sort yeah, of, yeah. He was just like a, a unit, and then obviously you let then go on, and and then you go to sort of you know a co, you know, sort of a, a Torre, um, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Even, and then obviously the French boys. You had Vieira come yeah. over these tall, Kante, big athletics. Kante, Kante and yeah, yeah that never really player. had that sort of like just like holding domineering force and that's like you know that's he was one of the first ones I'm, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure particularly the modern era and yeah fantastic player and everyone f- talks about the trevor sinclair pass to the cadio it was a foe tackle that led to that goal and i'm not sure we really knew how to use him because like no, you say he was, one of, he was one of the first of that breed it'd be mm. interesting if he was around today in today's football when the way you you play that sort of uh, enforcer that sort of just just in front of your back four defensive midfielder just mm. breaking up play a lot like what they're trying to get Beck to do for England just yeah. staying back and breaking up play and then just passing it off and, and getting things going I feel like he could have been great so I had a lot of time yeah. for him admired what he did and uh, it's also a very tragic story so shout out oh. to Mark Vivian Foe may he rest indeed. in peace indeed right so we've got Mascherano we've got Foe who's gonna be that midfield third Right, this one's a bit controversial, right? Because it's uh, it's it's more recent. What did what did you think of this before we divulge who it was? Could you see uh, the point? Yeah, I, I see the point. Yeah, because he's yeah. Uh, he doesn't. He's not our player. Right, at the moment. you're correct. Who right, knows? so I went through a lot of old school players. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you one I didn't put in. I what I had a bit of a. I don't know whether to say this until I get to the forwards. No, I won't. I won't talk round it. We'll talk about it when we get there. So I've rejuggled about, and at the last minute. I've added in the centre of my midfield, Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Now, if we don't sign him on a permanent, this will be a one-season wonder. If we do sign him, I'll have to come back and do another 11 for you or, or substitute a player in. There, there, there were other contenders I was going to put in there, but there was nobody I could really think of centrally alongside Mascherano and Foe that I wanted mm. to play. Because I've yeah. gone for a 4-3-3, I had lots of wingers I would have liked to have put in and we'll, we'll maybe do honourable mentions later on if we've got time. But... I needed, I needed, I needed a three in the middle because I've gone for three up front, 
and I wasn't going to move on my on my front three because I think that's quite good. So I needed another uh, another midfielder that could play more centrally. Mm. So so I've gone for Jesse Lingard because at the moment he's he's coming. What's he scored? Nine goals in sixteen yeah. games or something. Uh, I definitely think if we're talking about for my criteria, one season made an impact. I think your man Jay Lings has done that. I think he has, man. I think he has. And you're right. It, uh, you know, it, he's, and that, that's the thing. Obviously, he's not our player so, at the moment. No. So, who knows what happens? But, you know, even, I mean, what a season he had. That was one yeah. season, one day, what a season it was. Not even a season, to be honest, no. was it? Well, this, is, this, um, is, this, this epitomizes my, my concept. Came in for a little while, made an impact. Whether you made an impact with the, the sort of legal mess that was Mascarano and mm. someone else coming up later, or, or, or whether it was just coming in and getting us going and, and showing some form. Just for, a, just for a little while, we loved him. He came in, he'd done the business. But if we end up signing him on a permanent, which I hope we do, then this, this video is not going to age very well, is it? So forgive me. <laughs> <Doesn't matter>. Right. <laughs> go on, let's, let's go up front. Who's your first of your three up front? Right, so there, there, was, there was this guy. I wanted to put him in. I, I was tempted if I'd have played a, a, a four in midfield, I would have put him out wide on the left. But Nigel, Nigel said, I always remember him as more of a forward. Uh, so that was the whole dilemma with a midfield. So I couldn't put him in the midfield. I'm playing him up front, up front as a free. I've got him on the left of a free. It's Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Oh. Our pacey, so fast. A little bit, fi- little bit fiery. And I do, I do like a player with a little bit of fire in their belly. Yes. You know? I like um, a bastard player. That's it. He wasn't with us for long. And uh, I, I just, I just remember some of those blistering runs down the left. You know, cutting inside or getting a cross in and. And again, football was different. You know, when you look back at these, these, these eras we grew up, football evolved so quickly. The mm. systems they play in. Just remember him on the left. I, I could see him playing in a modern day system. You know, like yeah. Liverpool play with their three up front. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got Mane. And so I could see him playing Definitely. in one of those systems. Um, and I think he'd still be as good today. Um, Definitely. And I think the, fr- the frustration thing with Craig Bellamy for me was they'd bought him and obviously the the, the 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 whole idea was him and him and ashton you know it was almost like a two and little yeah, man big never, man yeah, yeah it would have been brilliant if he did, mm. if he did, it would have been brilliant but yeah and i love a, we love a bastard player don't we we you do know, when he's not playing for you you boo him but when he plays for you you, you love him, him. he's, yeah, he's an out of it again it's that same sort of personality yeah. as arnie isn't it you know totally. um so he's my left of a front yep. three uh on the yeah. right of a front on the right i think people have probably guessed Talking about being there a short time, making an impact. Those last 10 games in that great escape season, I've gone for Carlos Tevez. You can't yeah. not have Tevez. No, uh, I, just, I understand he made a bit more of an impact than Mascarano, but they came as a pair. Uh, I just remember before the days of, uh, of ITKs and, 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 and all this, and I never used to really get into club line where you could really, I just remember turning the telly on and seeing them stood each side apart, yeah. holding the shirts up, thinking, what on earth? Is going on, um, and, and uh, granted, look, we had all the fallout. We, we had all the thing with Sheffield United. We had all the legal problems with uh, what was his name, Jory Kia Jorkaya. What was his name? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Kia, yeah, Kia, Chub, yeah, yeah, yeah that one, that one. Uh, we had all that, but come on, let's let's just on the pitch. Let's just remember those times when he yeah. finally got going and got that goal and just ran up into the crowd and just. 10 games, 10 blistering games or so, and and almost, not single-handedly, but he certainly had a big part to play with keeping us up that year as Sheffield United protested in court. But, you know, they, we loved him. We loved him for that season, and we just had a bit of class for once. West Ham's always been about grit, 
and determination and working for each other. You know, I loved I loved players through the years like Steve Lomas, just because mm. he would, you know, he would he would dig in and and, and all to have a bit of bit of Argentinian flair, bit of class. Yeah. He's, he's he's my one season wonder. He's my man up front. Yeah, you're totally Stem. right, man. You're totally Carlos right with him in terms of just a little bit of, yeah. And and, and very rarely you get you get someone because what I liked about Carlos was he was he was a trier and, and he'd keep going and 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 you know obviously we love to be a, to to be enamoured by West Ham fans to be adored. All you got to do is have a go. That's all you got to do go. is just have a go. Yeah. If you yeah. had a go and you got a bit about you in terms of skill. That yep. is a and, and that's what Carlos had. That's what the Canio had. That's what you know. They have yes. that sort of both sides of, of what we need. Um, right. So we got so we got Craig. We've got Carlitos. Who's who's in the middle then? Right. So it, it was a toss up. Uh, I, I'll tell you. Who I omitted first of all. I, Jonathan because... Clary. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Jo- Simeone it was Zaza. 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 Yeah. No. It was. Uh, you could do this all day. To be you fair, could. couldn't you? Yeah. David Di Michele. Uh, oh, Ilian. Diego yeah. Tristan, Mido, Franco, Mido, Mido, Savio. Uh, who, who was uh, Benny, McCar- Benny McCarthy? Benny McCarthy. We could do this all day. <laughs> uh, I've gone for, I've, I've picked, but just because he wasn't necessarily, again, like Mascarado, he wasn't world class for us. But I just remember signing him after the World Cup, Davos Suka. Big Dave. I Big will Dave. always remember him running down the wing for Croatia and chipping Schmeichel uh, uh, against yeah. Denmark. And that goal. Um, there's a theory that by the time he got to us, he had bad ankles and such. Um, but just imagine that front three, just on paper, Tevez, Suka and Bellamy. I just think there would have been something else. I feel a little bit bad because over the years, we have had some good strikers that were one season wonders. Uh, I, I, this whole, I can explain now, this Lingard thing. I was desperate to put uh, Bellamy on the left of an attacking midfield and let him sort of float. But he's not really a midfielder, and I would have put Paolo Futre up there. Yeah, just it's talking about stories, yeah, just talking about class. I mean, again, there's a lot of players in this team that were that were there's two or three that were world class, just not for mm. us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's a, that's a good expression. Yeah, world class, but not for us. Yeah, yeah, you know the players like that, uh, Hugo Porfirio is another one. Florian yeah. Radicchio is another one. You know, the, lots of players that I considered putting in just because they had a little bit of something about them. Um, but I've tried to make them work in this system and, uh, uh, you know, using a little bit of uh, science, I feel like that was probably the best front three we could get. Yeah, we've got a bit of pace yeah, yeah. there. You know, we've got our trier and we've we've got someone who can finish clinically. So oh, that's yeah. my West Ham 11. With Big Dave up front, honestly. Yeah, Big Dave. Big Dave. That's what they, that's what they used to call him, Big Dave. That's really, what Mom used to call him, Big Dave. Um, Dave, Dave Sucker. Dave, yeah, yeah, he was like, what he could, yeah, because, uh, and what, what Big Dave was, and that's why Harry liked him, or didn't necessarily like him after at the end. Big Dave is a big stocks and shares man, big oh. stocks and shares man. So he sometimes he had a bit of a tip for him, and he had a tip for like, I remember that it, Monks tells me, tell a story, he had a tip for Monks, and obviously H got word of it. You know, like literally. Sorry, was that what was that? Was that? And he's like, yeah, it's gonna a reports coming out. You're gonna make it on this. You're gonna make on this uh, on this stock. So obviously they, they all put all their money on it. Stock comes out. Report? No, nah, it's totally opposite. Oh. So they all lose their money. Next day on training, Monks is on the other side, five side, goes in two thir- two fitted on Big Dave. Big Dave gets up, turns to Harry and says, <laughs> "What's going on, Harry?" Went, yeah, exactly. On. Oh, Play mate. Here I'm sure 
I'm sure I can't remember who it was. I'm sure I heard a story on your channel about him getting a tip and right before kickoff sending one of the subs out to go and put money on an horse. I think, yeah, I think that was, yeah, I think, I think there was, yeah, and there's, yeah. And then Big Dave also organised the, when that, because we was in the Intertoto Cup, no, he's in the UEFA Cup then, and him and Igor Stimac, all, they were in Croatia, we were playing a team in Croatia, and they organised the team bonding, and it was like, they thought it was going to be clay pigeon shooting, that's what Sinks tells the story. He, they, he thought they organised clay pigeon shooting. They hadn't. They'd organised basically. They're in like some forest and like a black like like van turned up, like an A team van, and like it had all Uzis in it. So that this is a this is the morning before the game. They're shooting Uzis in the forest. Monk thinks it's hilarious to strip off naked and pretend he's a bunny. And obviously during that, that was obviously the war just finished. Really, yeah. There was lamb that hadn't been cleared for landmines, and, <laughs> and so they were like, "John, you're gonna have to go back." The explaining it to John. John's like the colour goes in his face. Honestly, that was when football was fun, man. Not not the fun. not the first story I've heard about Monker stripping off naked, is it? Yeah, he does like to get naked quite yeah, a bit. He's a character. Listen, yeah, he's, I love it. I love John. Right, so that's the team. As I said, I like that. That's a, that's a good team, as you said. That's a effing good team. That that's not like. too bad, that is it, considering their criteria. You know, yeah. one one season make an impact. Stay stay for sort of a season and a half or less. Fewer from there were like sixteen games. Um, not many games for Mascarano. You know, not many games for Lingard. But that that was the criteria. Get them in there early. Not many games for 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 yeah, Lamar yeah, either. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot of like uh, international caps there, and you know, you've got you've got uh, a couple of Premier League winners, uh, Champions mm. League winners. Uh, mm. You know, yeah, it's very good, very good, very good. Uh, Michael, man, it's been a pleasure. Absolute Mate, pleasure, my the friend. The pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so Loved much. It. And as I said, I wanted to do something different. So uh, Yeah, it's good, man. I like it. And and where can everyone find you, Michael? Oh, so thank you so much. Uh, they can find me on my YouTube channel, which is simply Michael Levy Jr. Um, I've actually just started it. Uh, well, I've, it's been active, but it's been laying dormant for a couple of years. I'm yeah. desperate to try and get my watch hours up. I have uh, nearly 2,000 subscribers. But you'll know, yeah. I, can't, I can't get any ads or, or anything or no. any little income for the family until I get the 4,000 watch hours. I'm on 2,000. Yeah. So if any of our fellow Amers... 2,001 go, now. Good man. If any of our fellow Amers can go over and, and have a little video, you yeah. might find a, a reggae or an R&B or a soul video. Go and have a little watch. Get me watch hours up and uh, do like we always do for each other. It's Hammers Let's family. each other's out. Exactly. Yes, Thank you so much. And for myself and for Michael, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, you irons. And Come we'll see you again very Come on, you irons. We'll see you again very Podcast Network.